And we back. We going back to back. Mm. Call your hoe up. We going back to back, man. Shout out to Drizzy Drake, man. Um, we are back once again. It's the Wash Guys. We are washed, never washed up. Wash, I am dry. Washed up. Sean Luke Picard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Nolan Exposure Shout behind the lens. Yeah, yeah. Nolan Exposure behind the lens. On the Camarilla, mm-hmm. uh, we're doing a thing once again, man. Uh, shout out to all the wash guys and goddesses. Uh, thank you for the listens, um, the likes and the subscribations, and all the things in between. Uh, <laughs> Subscribations. Yeah, yeah. Subscriptions and libations. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, it's been a long week, but uh, we are back once again, I guess, again to the countries. Like I usually do around this time. Uh, y'all doing all right? I'm maintaining. Yeah, all right. It's a quiet pod. Not uh, complaining. Um, we're going to get into these countries. So, uh, as I usually started out with the United States, the United Kingdom, Australia, mm-hmm. Canada, Iceland, Ireland, Germany, uh, Australia. Shout out proper 12. India, Francais, 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 Brazil, Norway, Finland, beignets. Uh, Costa Rica, Puerto Rico, oh, Romania, whoa. Australia, Ecuador, New mm. Zealand, Denmark, mm. Netherlands, Sweden, Singapore, Slovakia, mm-hmm. uh, Belgium, Shout Italy, Belgium. Qatar. Uh, we got a new country. Fellas, uh, Turkey, Hong Kong. No, I skipped over it. I just saw it. I think I said it, and I didn't really. Mm. Uh, Brazil. Isn't Brazil new? It's not? Oh, mm-hmm. all right, all right. Maybe no, we don't. All right, well, sorry. Yep. All right, anyway. Um, yeah, so we are washed, never washed up. Uh, episode 52. Shout yeah. out to Ray Lewis, man. Um, and shout out to all the people that have died from... Uh, <laughs> Stab CTE <laughs> related injuries. Yeah. Um, Ray Lewis came down here and fucked the city up, man. Super Bowl uh, weekend, what was that, 2000? Yeah, 2000. Um, it's been a trying time for it, Bloody Atlanta, Coats. Man. That whole team is kind of cursed. I think Jamal Lewis got into some bullshit, too. Yeah, who's the other cat? Yeah, oh, yeah. All yeah, Ravens Jamal, players around yeah. that time. Um, that classics mm-hmm. got a storied past. It used to be clubs in the Buckhead until Ray Lewis came through and fucked it up, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, R.P. Cream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> R.P. Velvet Room in the city. I actually used to work in the same strip Ray Lewis caught the body in. Yeah. Um, it's now like the Peachtree Walk or some shit they call Millionaire's it. Millionaire's Row. Yeah, some that shit, shit like is. That. Yeah, but um, now it's all shops and shit, but it used to be clubs. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, so shout out to Ray Lewis, man, uh, in the bloody mink coat that he uh killed an innocent guy in and uh so yeah we are back once again we are washed never washed up yep, uh, yep, yep. how was your week mm, my week was actually really good uh i got a lot of shit done work week was meh nothing nothing to mention i did have a random day off in the middle of the week because i thought i had covid and it just turned out to kind of be a head cold it's crazy how like having a runny nose is kind of like Having a cold sore, everybody's like, yo, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> they just treat you like shit as soon as you sneeze or cough and more than once in a public setting. But uh, I went to um, get my COVID test. They actually got me my results pretty quickly, so I kind of had a day off, which is cool. I checked in with my people, got a chance to check Madison. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Amber, shout out Amberland. 
Uh, going into the weekend, I was supposed to get a tattoo Wednesday. I ended up going to the tattoo shop. I think uh, Saturday evening. Shout out Morbid James. Um, I had some work done. I worked Saturday on the food truck. Shout out James. It was cool shit, man. I, I really had kind of like a an easy weekend. Yesterday I kicked it with my daughter. Cooked. I think we uh me and Will made uh tacos, regular nigga shit. Um and uh. Yeah, started my work week again. It seems like everything's really repetitious. I can't even be mad. As long as there's no eventful, no negative eventful shit, I think I'm pretty satisfied with the week. So I'm going to stop complaining. Repetition on the wall. But, uh, yeah. Repetitions on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Very repetitious. (laughs) Right ends on the ball. <laughs> yeah, uh, my week was my week. Uh, it was super weak. Um, <laughs> seven days. Seven days. Uh, I don't really have much to say about my week. Just work. Uh, we tried to finish the album this week, so that was a thing. Uh, shout out to Legends of the Fall. I guess I just kind of announced the album. Uh, We'll give y'all a date. It's it's coming, like, super soon and shit. Um, As soon as we get this artwork back, and then just going to push this shit out. Um, Probably put a track at the end of the podcast, so uh, stay tuned. You know. World. Drop the bombs. We're going to drop bombs on the motherfucker. We should definitely drop bombs. Yeah, it's a tie. I see from the album. Siren. I just uh, put out a joint now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> stay tuned for an exclusive civil rights joint uh, off Legends of the Fall. Um, other than that, shit. Yeah, hey, man. Uh, positive happened this week. That's shit, I went to the studio with Joe. Shout out to Joe. We got some shit Shout done. Yeah, just a lot of music shit. Just a lot of. Uh, well, I had this discussion today. I don't know if it's worth talking about, but um, I was talking to Vera, and she was just like, yo, I feel like sometimes the way you think is backwards and shit. And I was just like, she was just like, yo, like, see, when I was a kid, I was just living in the moment. I didn't really think about the future and shit. And now that I'm old, I kind of just trying to slow things down and just take my time. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, that's, it's, that's literally like the opposite way of how I ever lived life. When I was a kid, like, like I was more thinking about my future. I was like, man, I, I don't know, what, what am I going to be when I get old and shit, bro? Like, this shit, it felt like time crisis. It's like, oh, shit, nigga, I'm going to be 12, that's... then I'm going to be 16, and then I'm going to be not shit. Yeah. Hello. But uh, You figure out what where you fall in a certain demographic based on the checkpoint you at in life? Yeah, so now that I'm old, it's like, now I'm looking at that shit like, nigga, I ain't got a lot of time. Your life is so fat, fragile and shit. Like, Same. I, so, um, just, you know, just my... Just segue into your wash moment. Yeah. But I was listening to uh, Chris Ryan today, also, too. Shout out to Tangentially uh, Thinking and... Uh, speaking. Oh, speaking. Yeah. 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 Well, well I was Tangentially Thinking. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, up, nigga. <laughs> My wash moment. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> but he was just like, kind of just re- reaffirmed what I was just saying. He just kind of went on a whole tangent about like, 
like when you're old, like this is your best time to just do some ridiculous some shit. shit yeah. Like because it's like you know, to mean you don't have anybody to answer to. Yeah. You know. Maybe it's the Roger I, in the know. Yard uh in the Yard episode. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a good episode. Really yeah. yeah. I listened to it today. And uh I guess because I, I had been single for so long, man, it's just like I never really you know, I, I still think about life as just me and shit. Like mm -hmm. I'm very like self aware and like my life and like you know my health and everyone else's health around me and you know so uh it's just been my week i'm like uh he said something very interesting he was just like they said like the key to happiness is creativity and just started making me reassess like what i do for work it's like you know sometimes i feel like i need to take a year off and just find a way to be creative and work or find a way to like be happy at work because I think sometimes we get so ca caught up in, like, trying to survive. We never think, like, the next level of shit. Like, what if I just really had a passion mm -hmm. for the shit I was doing? Like, not to say that, like, the people I know don't have, like, a certain type of passion. But I know that their greater passion is usually something else. So. It's hard to have a passion about what you do for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Unless your passion is doing things for other people. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's interesting you say it the way you did, because I kind of came to the same conclusion just based off the fact that I feel like I'm kind of groomed to work yeah. for it, in other people's favor, and it's discouraging because you never get taught how to break yourself out of that unless you have, like, an epiphany, and some people never get that, um, so they end up doing things that don't necessarily reward them emotionally, and I feel like that's a big thing, especially if you got creative shit. I've told my coworkers before, like, this is, I can only care about the stuff that happens here so much because I got something else to care about immediately after. And I've noticed that, especially nowadays, if you care about something and you put a lot of work into it, it forces everybody else to kind of respect it too. And and they notice it on the opposite end of the spectrum too. If you say you do something and you don't necessarily put forth the effort or reap the sorts of benefits that they feel are, sustain, are substantial for somebody who really cares about their shit, they won't necessarily respect you as whatever you say you are, whether it be artist, uh, accountant, fucking janitor. Yeah, whatever the case is. I think uh, also it's like, for me personally, I think having a hobby or having outlets where I get to express myself at 100%, you know, like, you know, no filter and just being able to be myself in a creative space. I think that adds to like confidence and the way I get to move through mm -hmm. life. Like it gives me like sort of more of a backbone, knowing that I have this other place where I, I know, people fuck with me to a certain extent. Like I know, I've gotten acclaim from music. I know I've gotten some acclaim for podcasting, like to a certain extent. So, whether you fuck with me in this work setting, I know I have that other place where I know I'm accepted. Like you know, it's kind of like the cheers shit in work. It's yeah. like, I know I got a place where everybody knows my name. And I, you I know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, this today, actually. So, yeah. I don't know what that summed up to anything, but uh, that was just my week, man. A lot of reflecting and shit uh, and work. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess we can get into our wash moments. Uh, uh, let's just use that as my wash moment. <laughs> just like, I think my wash moment is just like, it's, it's the ongoing process of trying to make my passions my work. Um, I think that's what a lot of young kids, I, when the more I talk to younger people, it's like I kind of envy them to a certain aspect, and then maybe it's just a certain type of young person I talk to, but I feel like they're more set on making their passions 
their life than we were. Mm. Like they kind of have a certain idea of what life should be more than what we had. Like when I when I was coming up, like I thought, all right, I knew at a certain point I was going to have to get a job and like fend for myself and figure shit out regardless of what passion that I wanted to fucking lend my talents to. But now I feel like when I talk to young kids, it's like, yeah, nigga, I'm a rap. I'm going to be this and that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do Uber or some other shit in between, but I'm not doing shit else until I'm doing what the fuck I want to do. I think there's a quote that uh, I say often. I don't know who said it because I don't. Once I read it, it becomes mine. Uh, but it's uh, Wisdom Envies Youth. And it, it made sense once I got old. Like, you never realized, like, those niggas who yell at you about, like, your jump shot or, you know what I mean? projects that you got coming out depending on what field they're in and how it relates to what they see in you like they talk to you a certain kind of way and yeah. you almost feel pressed i remember my one of my ogs like probably i was maybe like 11 or 12 you know i was i was pretty decent at basketball i thought you know and uh and i remember him like like playing me one-on-one and i was just i was doing like steph curry shit like i was just shooting from the logo but I was obviously I wasn't hitting, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it was out of mm-hmm. my range. He was just like, "Nigga, stop bullshitting, bro." I remember him like kind of talking to me like, "Bro, you need to take this shit serious." I'm just like, "Nigga, it's, it's just basketball, right. bro." You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't looking at it like because he might have looked at it like, "Man, I, man, if I would have focused when I was 12, like yeah. I would have been on some shit." Like that's probably what he was trying to nail into me. But I was just too young to see it. You know, I was like, "Man, I'm nice. I'm nice as how I'm nice as as I should be." But obviously, you know. You know, the 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 era of youth is like thinking you have all the time in the world. You know, like yeah. even back then, I remember. I mean, I, I was working on patented shots and shit. I feel like that's what you know, a lot of young kids wasn't doing around me. I was trying to figure out patented shots and shit. You wasn't doing that shit as a young kid because I was thinking like long term. I still didn't have the the wide enough view to really understand what was going on. But uh, as you said, man, yeah, yeah. I guess uh, wisdom envies the youth. So <laughs> I kind of wish I would have focused more on like certain things, but in my old age, it's like, yeah, taking every moment a little bit, like knowing that, hey man, this might be your only opportunity to do this shit. So you better enjoy it. You better like squeeze every fucking like drop you can get out of anything you do. Yeah, but you gotta go through a series of failures to figure out what it is, number one, you're good at, and eventually that you give enough of a fuck about in order to fail at it repeatedly. Yeah. I think the idea that form follows function, the one thing that I try to do is apply like something I know I'm familiar with and enjoy to the things that I probably don't but have to do anyway. Also, I'm starting to lean into all the shit that people told me I should do when I was a kid. Yeah. I remember people told me I should like, you know, do certain shit, like speak and shit like that. And I'm just like, I don't know, fuck I look like doing shit like that. But here we are. <laughs> but uh, so just leaning in, I remember people told me I should like write and shit. So like, I even like entertained the idea of like trying to write a a, a, a book in some aspect. But uh, all old nigga shit, man. So all that is a wash moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, went on a whole long tangent, but yeah, that, all that stuff. Yeah, I guess my wash moment is kind of the inverse of yours, like realizing kind of what we talked about resonating with the tangentially speaking podcast that we both talked about, uh, making more bad decisions. I I was drinking with Will. Shout out Will. Shout out Willie Lynch. And uh, 
<laughs> I don't know how we're gonna play that. <laughs> we just gonna run it. Um, it's Willie Lance. That's his producer now. Is it now? We went through a whole. We went through. I don't give a fuck if he agrees to it or not. All right. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> I'm drinking with this nigga, and I I realized like yo, he has a knack for like talking about niggas right in front of him, and them not picking up on anything he's saying. And it's hilarious to me because he'll have a whole conversation with you and you'll be standing the same distance the other person is standing from them. And he'll be like, yeah, man, fuck this nigga, bro. Like, I can't trust no nigga who rock vans unlaced. Like, why would I ever care <laughs> what he has to say? It's funny. And then he'll look at you and be like, oh, okay, what's going on, bro? How you doing? I find myself <laughs> doing that shit and I don't even know where it came from, but it's definitely probably yeah. from that nigga. I noticed it more. There's so many things, so many shitty things. Shout out to Will. There's so many shitty parts of my personality I've picked up from him. <laughs> that. It's a Will Appreciation Post. Yeah, the, the Happy Black History Month. <laughs> it's post. still Black History, bro. Yeah. I know we we like one day out or two days out or some shit, but nah. This yeah, is our last Black History episode. We're going to yeah. give a, the shit a, a full month. Yeah, we got to go Four ahead and give it a full right? month of episodes. Yeah. But um, it was just fun hanging out with this nigga and uh, being in a situation where Again, I swore off Edgewood, Edgewood activities, but I had to, I had something to attend to. I had an appointment. This thing is a thought, man. <laughs> yeah, I can recognize, man. I'm a retired hoe. <laughs> Draft called me a hoe like a year ago, and I was like, damn, bro. If hey, you a hoe, I'm going to call you a hoe. Most just, of these <laughs> niggas be shady. <laughs> show you how to do this, son. Hey. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I had a whole out of body experience with that shit. I was like, damn, man, if I'm if I'm gonna be one, I'm gonna be a retired hoe. <laughs> ooh, I touched the streets because I, I was. Yeah, I happened to be I out was here. single for a bit, and yeah. I was like, ooh, shit, boy. I feel like a Ninja Turtle, nigga. I just I, I'm running to the sewer, yeah. nigga. I gotta get the fuck out of here, nigga. Got a pizza? Yeah, Watch the I movie. got a pizza. <laughs> Where the fuck is Splinter at, nigga? <laughs> I need guidance. Yeah, nigga, I'm cool with my April, man. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, but um, yeah, being in, in the situation where we we both was like, like fucked up and didn't care what was going on around us. We had oh, like yeah, whole, Will on Edgewood. Yeah, he oh, was. At, he had me on Edgewood. To be honest with you, I went there to go get uh, my tattoo, and he pulled up. This is how it went. This nigga pulls up on me. I told him bring some liquor. So I'm like, all right, he'll just bring the bottle in because he's been in there. You know how shit go. And he walk in with a red cup just like this. And it's it's just full. It's heavy as shit. I'm like, yo, what's that? He's like, yo, you know the regular. So I look in it. I'm thinking it's like Coke or some shit. It's something to chase. I drink it. It's like all oil. <laughs> Shit's all like the Texas whole cup is full of liquor. And, uh... I made a decision right then, like, yo, I can't I can't be fucked up tonight. I can't be fucked up. And I could tell based on the cup, like No can do, nigga. Shout out two chains. But yeah, I couldn't do it. And uh we ended up pouring the cup out and from there the adventure began. Like uh we went to Atlanta Beer Garden is an interesting spot. Um I feel like it reminds me sorta of like the venues at uh, South by where you walk in, it's a small front, and you walk in, and then all of a sudden it opens up into this huge space. It's upstairs, and downstairs, and shit. But it was funny just kind of walking around and seeing the type of people and being like, "Yeah, I could, 
I don't miss this shit, man. I can give a fuck if I never get seen out here again. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely a wash movement for yeah. I, but <laughs> and it, and it's a constant reminder. But it was funny being there with somebody kind of like not necessarily yeah, rem, yeah, a little bit outside of their element because nah, like he acting he acting like a nigga who went been to prime time. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying you don't act like that in that environment. Yeah, it's funny because like that's kind of why I always have a few friends that are like a little bit outside the cuff of of like what's going on i try to keep people around like that around me because it's just like and bring them around the shit that you around yeah. so you so they can call so, shit out when they see it yeah because sometimes you get so caught up in like the cool standard it's like oh no nigga this not really how shit's supposed to go nigga like you need somebody that's outside of that shit to really call it out sometimes because sometimes i'm like yeah nigga that's that's normal like you i know think what one mean? of the most rewarding feelings in life is Having that, like, yo, I'm not tripping, right? And yeah, somebody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, us being in Nodi's one time. Shout out Kevin. And Kevin was there with us. And nigga on stage was saying something crazy. And all of us oh, kind of looked Kevin was there that day. All of us yeah. looked up like, yo, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, and that type of shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yo, because if it had just been me and you, yeah. we would have looked crazy. Yeah, but because yeah, just, with numbers other, comes yeah. a whole lot more. Shout out to that nigga, whoever yeah, the fuck man. nigga was. Nigga yeah. apologized and shit, but. Immediately. Yeah. Shout out to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, doing too much for hoes, boy. Speaking of doing too much for hoes, yeah. All-Star Weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, it's about to be the doing too much for hoes weekend <laughs> in Atlanta. Uh, I love it, man. I love to see niggas pull out their uh, they Migo suits and shit. Yeah, man. Uh, Y'all about to have Versace leather sleeves mm, and shit. Ooh. Shout out French Montana. Mm. Mm, Snakeskin headbands. <laughs> <laughs> Ostrich fur boots and shit. How about to have fur on your Tims? Um, so I see it. Apparently, they're going to like mush All-Star Weekend into one day. They're doing the game. They're doing the dunk contest at halftime. Uh, I, I think it's going to be actually interesting, man. I'm, I'm, interested I'm not to mad see. at it. Yeah. Like, you cramming all this shit together makes it easier for me to watch. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I, I wasn't, you know... All-Star Weekend kind of died for me already. Like, I, I actually hate the new concept they've been doing with the picker team shit. I like East and West. Like, I grew up in a different era. era another Warsh moment. Mm-hmm. Ta-da! Mm-hmm. But, uh... You know a nigga finna say some war shit when he started off with different era. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I miss, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that force camaraderie with... When you see, like, certain players, you know, that play in the West all the time that kind of hate each other. And you got to see them forced to play on a team, doing all the cool moves, you know, like that little shit. Like, I just saw clips with uh, Kobe and LeBron when they played uh, on the USA basketball team. And it was just beautiful just seeing that type of shit, even though that's not the same thing. But, you know, just certain players teamed up that you usually don't get to see. I mean, I guess it's the same thing, but I don't want to see them pick it. I want it to be forced. Right. Um, I want to see you niggas really try to get but, the – Shout out to Ben Simmons, shout out to Joel Embiid, my Get two all-stars, man. You know, I'm a Sixers fan. Yeah, I forgot, man. How you feel about this season for y'all? We, we looking great, man. We're number one in the East, right? Mm. So, uh, what can I say? What more can I say? One of us got to get the championship. Yeah, man. Shout we looking actually, we looking, looking great, man. Shout out Doc Rivers. Um, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, All-Star Weekend is going to be interesting. They're still throwing parties. Yeah, yeah. Know? Shout out DJ Knotts. I see he's doing a party with Jada Kiss mm-hmm. and Lil C's. <laughs> Little C's, nigga. Where do y'all find that nigga at? <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> what rehab did you pull this motherfucker out of? Now, shout out Little C's. 
He was probably in rehab Something crazy Like an eating disorder Or some shit It What's wasn't crazy, crazy. Last time I seen that nigga He was doing fitness videos Mmm mm. Eating disorder Mmm Nigga bulimic <laughs> Shout out Shout out to Yeah yeah and Tory Lanez is gonna be at uh, Tory Lames Tory Lanez <laughs> Tory Tory <laughs> Tory Flames nigga Oh Tory Flames This nigga Top of this nigga head Look like Brillo pad So uh, apparently This nigga's bald again huh Yeah He yeah. stopped taking the shots Mm. <laughs> or you stressed and all I that shit. I said that shit in the earlier podcast. This is the first thing I ever seen be bald and have braids in the same year, nigga. Mm. I'm like, that shit is incredible. Single word. Don't trust them niggas that wear do rags incessantly. Like, you see a nigga wearing do rags egregiously, you just go ahead and assume that nigga's got some hair problems. Yeah. Um, and nigga got HGH underneath that cap. He got HGH. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite, nigga. <laughs> nah, that's what make the hair grow, bruh. It, it, no, no, they, he needed then. <laughs> I'm saying I think the do rag is like them type of niggas. I think LeBron wear do rag like a certain type of do rag at night. I feel like they got one of those energized do rags that like they put, <laughs> they they put chemicals in that yeah. shit and you wear it at night and it like does some shit to your scalp. Like a chia pet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was a big crit that mentioned on the interviews like yeah, I stopped wearing do rag because mm-hmm. it cuts up, up your hair, bro. Yeah, yeah. cuts up the circulation in your forehead. And your hair stopped growing, and you see all these niggas who hoop. You know what I mean? I'm sure LeBron, LeBron was of that era where you hoop with your do rag on. I, mean, I, I still wear my do rag. It's just how you wear it. Yeah, it's gotta be how you wear it. Yeah, because you gonna fuck up all these creases. Can't right be doing here. too tight. Yeah, them corners. If you we had, up, we had, we had, we had with an outline too much. You wore it too tight. This really should have been my watch moment. We're at the crib, and it's like me, Hayes, and Will, and everybody's doing like the ball spot check. <laughs> like, nigga, like, let me see, bro. Hey, where you at? Some niggas done already copped out and just already shaved all their shit off. Shit. Man, that shit is, it gets scary on the other side. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, damn, I'm enjoy these braids while I got them. Hey, man, hey, as long as your parents don't lose their hair, like my parents got a full head of hair, both of them. But yeah, your my mama, parents got all that. I mean, you know, if your mama, your daddy, my, my dad keep shit. it low though. Yeah. My dad ain't got no George Jefferson, thank God though. He all, he never liked it's, his it's hairline. Respectable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he, keep a low cut. He got a nice little, you know, what I'm saying Jesse Jackson, uh, yeah, a respectable yeah, Jesse Jackson. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little smooth old nigga cut. Mm-hmm. My mom still got a little fro, so like she they call it the Cadillac when they got the, you know, what I'm saying that nose in the front. Yeah, it's not even a widow's peak because you can line it and round it out, but it's just. It's very abrupt. Yeah, I mean, you're going to lose certain aspects of your shit, but some niggas sell the whole garage. Some niggas keep <laughs> sell <laughs> the whole garage. <laughs> some niggas keep old school in that motherfucker. Yeah. But uh, yeah, on that note, I think we'll be right back at you. Spectacular. Oh, that was terrible. Let's get it. Dream chasers. Uh, shout out to my dream chasers everywhere. I'm chasing you chase my dreams. Your dreams. Shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, as you should. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Meek Mill, man. I'm actually like a big Meek Mill fan in the fact, you know, or well, in the in the lane of saying that I'm not that big of a Meek Mill fan. <laughs> but uh, I like, it's usually a telltale sign. Yeah, Somebody yeah, said yeah, they're yeah, big yeah, fan. yeah. Big fan. Yeah, yeah. Big fan. Big, big fan. fan. <laughs> Love them. <laughs> <laughs> Consider them family. <laughs> but uh, nah, nah. Shout out to Meek Mill. Uh, apparently, Meek Mill got a little spicy in the raps uh, over the last few weeks. Really we keep, I, mean, I meant to talk about this topic before, but it just kind of escaped my memory every time we did the podcast. But um, 
Alcohol. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're not giving fucks. But, um... <laughs> yeah, Meek Mill kind of has been attacked by... You want to say the line? Well, not attacked, but... I don't Maybe. know if it's attacked when you say a line like this. Uh, You got the line? Yeah. Basically said, uh, yeah, and if I ever lack of going out with my chopper, it'd be another Kobe. I don't know what song it was on. Uh, it doesn't seem like it was a good one. The line All was right, kind of so here's, here's my two things. Okay. So when the backlash started, the line was leaked. The song wasn't leaked. The line was leaked. So now I'm looking at it like, so did a record company leak this line? Is it just like a way for them to stir up controversy about the song? Apparently the song is featuring Lil Baby. Mm. So I'm like, well, it might be money into this song. I'm sure Meek Mill has some type of project coming up soon. So, And if if Lil Baby's on it, it's, that's that's probably a single, Man, most they likely. They want as many eyes on it yeah. as possible. It could be politics, and 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 the and the p uh well the piece that I heard was like, it didn't sound like a turn up song, so I was like, well, it's definitely probably a single. If they got mm-hmm. Lil Baby on some inspirational type song and shit, it's like that's his lane, lady. Yeah, they they shooting for the moon with this motherfucker because mm-hmm. you know, they could do it easily do a little club joint jam with Meek Mill and Lil Baby, but if they doing inspirational Lil Baby and shit. They trying to get, the, they trying to go pop with this motherfucker. You know what I mean? I just found out that Lil Baby was the highest selling uh, rap artist of last year too. So shout yeah. out Lil Baby, shout out to uh, Atlanta. Yeah, big but, shout uh, out Atlanta. Yeah, I just when I saw the whole uh, backlash from this shit, it was just like, first of all, I was like, let me see what it is. And when I read the line and heard the line, yeah, I, I felt like it was pretty offensive. Same thing when uh, what's the comedian that? That cut was cracking jokes about Kobe. Ari Shafir. Oh yeah, Ari Shafir when he was doing all the Kobe shit. I was just like, I mean, you, you can do it, and I got his. He's just low hanging fruit. Yeah, I mean, it's like yo, that's why I said like it ain't even necessarily that. Like I like Meek Mill, but that bar is kind of light. It's not a memorable. It wouldn't be the most standout bar of that song. I guarantee it. So you taking all this risk and standing in front of all these arrows just so you can kind of drop an average bar. And Somebody Joe, in the studio should have told you, like, yeah, yo, I, yeah, and that's that's another thing. Who you got around you? It's like, yo, that's the one. Yeah, or letting that kind of shit slide, or just like, yo, I don't. Maybe you you could say the line, but it's like bleep the Kobe, at least bleep Kobe name. So you could you know what nigga you like people can kind of understand the line where you were going towards, but you didn't actually say the name. So it got mm. the little spice to it because I remember uh, shout Cameron. Uh, it's a song called Dead or Alive on uh, Come Home With Me. Bring them dead or alive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. He, he makes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he disses uh, Mike Lighty. Uh, he's like a old school manager. I think mm-hmm. he worked for Violator back in the day. But um, he's like, say a little, I can't even say the line before it because he said the F word. Mm-hmm. Little F dude like Mike Lighty try to get someone to pop my chain. Reverse the situation, pop this chain. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I treat that show money, Mike, like it's coke money, all right? Mm-hmm. So you better have it. Consequences will be a casket. You know what I'm saying? But it was bleeped out. He just said, you know, he said his line, but you had to do your research to know who the fuck he was talking about. So, like. Dipset historians, yeah. man. You already know. We back once again, mm-hmm. baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, so I think that's if you're gonna do like a risky line like that in this day and age, you gotta know what what mm-hmm. as like the wash you gotta be I surgical said with this shit. Yeah, this this ain't this is for dudes that really know how to do this shit, man. And Meek Mill not even a punchline nigga. You know, I heard Joe Button say that shit, and he was he was right. Like I never really looked to Meek Mill for punchlines, like. That's it's not, not a really cadence. His I think he's yeah more he, cadence. He's up pa- north, young thug. Yeah, and more passion. Like I, I like oodles and noodles, babies and shit like that. When he rapping about the hood, like I look for that type of shit, like just street mentality. Yeah, and that's more. no slight. Yeah. You just know that there are certain types of lanes where you can only do certain type of shit. Like I wouldn't even say there are upper, there are better rappers who would probably not take them same type of risk, and probably speaks to the reason they like better rappers. Like I remember. Shout out Tax Tone. I've been going a deep dive on a lot of his shit, but I see the way he was critical of artists, Meek Mill being one, and I think it made them be better. Like, there was definitely a... And he took artists from nothing to something in a, in a few instances. Designer, Casanova, um, Nolo Rose, yeah. all of which you don't really hear from now. Uh, but yeah, that being said, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Free tax. <laughs> <laughs> this niggas need it. <laughs> but yeah, I just think a better approach could have been taken if you're gonna like take that type of chance on the Kobe line. Me personally, I don't respect it because like nigga, Kobe dog, like it's gonna be a lot of people that shit on Kobe. Yeah, it's like, not, it's it enough people. Us, yeah, yeah, let's let's not do that, dog. Yeah, don't do like, that. We black man, like I'm it's a lot of people our, with dirt on their name from other cultures. Lift our heroes yeah. up, especially after everybody bad. else do that shit. Like yeah. don't. I, don't, I mean, I'm sure some Indian people talk about how Gandhi was racist, but that's not the shit they highlight. You know what I'm right. saying? But they just they highlight the positive. So why the fuck we can't do that in our culture? Like, I think it's a weird thing where black people always feel like they need to put everybody on display, like show like that, like we're beyond reproach. It's and mob it, it mentality. Just like, yeah. They just you just think about it from the perspective of like, yo, I'm glad it's not me. Yeah, yeah. It's easy to throw another nigga under the bus. That way, like it's like the smoke bomb shit. It's like nigga, look over there, shit, nigga, (laughs) so I can get away. Get him. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, uh, and I also feel like Meek just too old to drop a line like that. Yeah, you got too many people around you. This shit. I know you in your thirties, bro. Like, should look at you differently. Let's not do shock value bars. I think, I think that's just kind of dead in rap right now. Like tasteless. When you do a dope bar, like, to me, a shock value bar now is, like, 1985, a travel with a cocaine circus. Like, to me, that was a dope line. It was timely. Mm. It wasn't shitting on Jordan, but it was, it kind of, it spoke to the times, you know what I mean? It was very current. Yeah. One of the dope things about that project is because it was so current, it made you look at it like, yo, like, what, how, what, when was this recorded? recorded. It feels yeah. like it was done yesterday. Yeah. The Kobe shit kind of late, like it's a year in. Yeah, and, and to reach for a disrespect, disrespectful yeah, line like, like that, like if Fab don't do that, bro, you shouldn't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Follow the leader, bro. Please. Yeah, yeah. Fab wouldn't do that. Mm. I, I I heard uh, Joe Button talk about like how niggas had like Corey Lytle bars back in the day, and mm-hmm. Corey Lytle was a pitcher. I can't, I can't remember what team he played for. Nick, Yankees. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, Corey Lytle played for the Yankees. Uh, 2000s, right? Like that, yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, he died in a he he was like a pilot, and he fucking died in a plane crash and shit. But he was like at the helm and shit. Mm. I think they end up wasn't didn't Roy Halladay die the same way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roy Halladay too. Yeah, Roy Halladay had all the drugs in the system, right? Mm. Yeah, I think it was Denzel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like I remember people dropping like Roy Halladay bars, fucking Corey Lytle bars back in back in the day. 
which is like a similar accident. And I and I can't like, but, but I was also a lot younger, so I didn't. It didn't hit me the same mm. way because there's people that were big fans of fucking Roy Halladay. Corey Lauder wasn't the biggest star, but Roy Halladay was a fucking big time pitcher and shit. Like there, he's had a lot of fans and shit. So for you to just drop his, you know, bars about him dying tragically, it's you know he got a family, he got people that probably look up to him that probably didn't take too kindly to that type of shit. So. um I guess that's another wash moment, just mm -hmm. being, me looking at it differently than I looked at it as a kid. When I was a kid, I saw that shit. I was like, oh, Corey Lotto is dead. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, now I'm just like, why would you? You don't yeah. really need to You don't really need to do that, bro. Like, if you're nice, bro, you can find really dope bars where it's not completely offensive. Like, And it's like to somebody, it's what, you, you can offend certain people, like let's shit on KKK people or some shit, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, <laughs> like, let's just choose our battles you can't choose. You can't choose the low-hanging fruit, low fruit among your own. Just do that shit yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> it's people that should be- It's a riot, bro. Free pick the first white person, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's people that should be shat upon, you know what I'm saying? Allegedly. But, yeah. But, I, don't, I don't know if Kobe was like the, the dude that we should, we should do it to, like, especially at this point, like. You know, especially as black people, you know what I mean? There's black people we should shit on. But, but come on, man. Kobe, man, Kobe he can't yeah. even defend himself. Shit on Steve Harvey or somebody mm. I don't fuck with. You know what I mean? Like, shit on Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody with, shit, shit on <laughs> with a noble Steven nigga fro. <laughs> Anybody with a noble nigga fro, get him the fuck out of Apparently the Apparently Steve Harvey shit was a hairpiece. <laughs> this shit was sponsored by New Era. <laughs> we had a New Era Afro. We got a New Era wig. Oh, New Era box. But uh, yeah, man, Meek Mill, man, uh, keep it, keep it tight, brother. <laughs> Come on, man. We don't, we don't really need you to get that. You got smart up. Yeah, open, open the, the market, market up. up. <laughs> All right, what, what's the next topic? All right, uh, shout out to Mike Tyson. I saw the post. I don't even remember what he said. Apparently, I think they're sponsoring a documentary based on his life mm -hmm. that he didn't agree to. Agree to. Apparently, it's like an unauthorized documentary. Yeah, Hulu seems to do that a lot. <laughs> they're just on the they're on the forefront of like doing some random documentary. The Fire Fest, the <laughs> joint. I'm sure Takashi didn't approve that shit. He probably uh, didn't fight it. What? You didn't approve that? You're right. I take that back. <laughs> Bleep that. <laughs> He's like, I'm not, I'm not gonna be in it, but I'll definitely approve it. I get y'all all the footage y'all need. I definitely, I definitely think he approved it. That's like, wild. That's wild. He need all the checks he can get. So that's wild. We're in such a state where it's like, yo, the, even the damning shit is the type of stuff that people promote. But I also felt like when I watched the documentary, it wasn't that damning. That's just me personally. I, I have, I gave it one watch. I, I was looking. Too. I was looking for the one that. Uh, I think it's on Stars. I believe the new one that's getting ready to come yeah, out. Yeah, it's already out. Apparently. Really? Yeah, I heard. I heard. I keep talking, dropping Joe Button name, but I, apparently Joe Button and them is in it talking about Takashi. Hmm. It was like motherfucker. I didn't agree to this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sent a cease and desist immediately when I was on. Oh, on the podcast, they yeah. got podcast clips. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> They're gonna have us in that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, I saw Mike Tyson do the post. He, like, called for a boycott against Hulu. Um, uh, How do you feel about Hulu taking the liberties of doing random documentaries about people? Uh, first of all, we can't just say Hulu. We got to say just uh, 
Those TV. streaming companies. Yeah. Yeah. Not even streaming companies. Those fucking entertainment companies been doing that shit since the beginning of time. The, the Michael Jackson shit was an unauthorized movie. Like, we like, this shit's I remember it coming. What's wild is the reason I associate it with streaming companies because I remember that coming out on, I saw it on HBO Max. And it was around that time no, period. They were long no, 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 no. I'm not talking about the Neverland shit. I'm talking about the, the shit with Flex was an unauthorized movie. <laughs> what, what it's movie? literally titled like the unauthorized story of the Jacksons and shit. Oh, that yeah. one, yeah. So like this shit been going on forever. You know what I mean? Like, so. You should have said Jason Weaver. He's the bigger star. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to disrespect in my house. flex. I love <laughs> But yeah, this shit been going on forever. So I don't know, man. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest boxing fan like that. Even if, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Like, I mean, I love Mike Tyson, but I think the price of fame is is, is an expensive oh, fucking tag. You know what I mean? Shout so out to Savage. Yeah, so you got to kind of, I mean... It's not even that you got to deal with it. I think, definitely think he, if he wants to call for a boycott and whoever wants to support him, like, by all means. But I already got Hulu, my nigga. And I'm going to watch, watch it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I fuck with you. <laughs> and I fuck with you, bro. But Yeah, it's weird how streaming companies, because I think that to, we didn't talk about this uh, in the result, I don't think. But the Dave Chappelle um plea for people to stop watching his show on Netflix until he gets paid. And they pulled it, worked out an arrangement, apparently it's back on streaming networks. And the mixed opinions that people get or gave about him. I even heard Neil Brennan say, like, talking about Dave Chappelle shit. He's like, I mean, I thought it was cool, but, like, when I'm talking, he said, literally said, when I was, I'm talking to regular people, I'm like, why do you care about this shit, man? Yeah. Like, you don't actually care about me getting paid. You care about Dave Chappelle getting paid because you feel like he's your buddy and shit. Yeah, he's the he's the everyman. Yeah, because in actuality, when he says, I'm not getting paid, that means the whole staff isn't getting paid. It's yeah, not just... It's just Dave Chappelle. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know, like, <laughs> I think boxing, you know, I don't have a, the biggest connection with Mike Tyson. You know, not that I don't respect him. I love Mike Tyson. Yeah, it's, you know it's, what it's really... But it, it's really like, it's, comedy establishes a different connection with, with the artist. It's really a Quote public unquote. plea for, like, how much do you fuck with me? Like, yeah. boycotting Hulu is going to mean that all his real fans, people who really fuck with him, aren't going to necessarily take the opportunity to see something that's unauthorized. And especially the things that it endorses, because who knows what type of content they're going to put out. Um, I, I wonder who does who does the Mike Tyson mysteries, because I know it's on Hulu. I think Mike Tyson uh, was involved with that, because he did the voice of himself. Yeah, because I wonder if, like, I mean... Does he have prior uh, business dealings with Hulu? It might have been a bad That's deal. Yeah, it might yeah, have been. Because yeah, the deal yeah. might have been through Cartoon Network. He was just like, never hey, whatever, it's a cartoon, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's and he never had to works. deal with Hulu yeah. directly. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, with Mike Tyson, he's got so many. I feel like he's such an endearing character. Like, he's got so many qualities that I feel like redeem him from his his past. His whatever camp he's with, his PR people probably had to do that because who knows what they're gonna talk about. And Mike Tyson, low key up right now. He got a lot of business ventures that are going. That whole League of Legends was is his shit. Um, and they got events coming up with everybody from I think Ooh. was it Jake Paul. Yeah, so much shit I'm not gonna watch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna watch that shit because I like boxing. I'd watch it. And I think other people will too, and they know that they won't if some damning information it resurfaces about 
his past. Shout out to Mayweather, too. Apparently, he's fighting the other Paul brother, I believe. Logan? Yeah, Logan Paul. Is it official? Yeah. Yeah. I believe he's doing it in Japan. Uh, I could look up the details, but I'm already not interested. Mm. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I'm man. watch it. Watch it. Shout out to uh, Mike Tyson, man. I-, I stand with you, bro. Like, do what you gotta do. But yeah, I'm gonna, I won't man. watch shit, man. I've I've seen your life story. I probably yeah. Times. I probably won't watch it, but at the same time, bro. Like, I'm not canceling my Hulu, bro. Just relax, dog. Like, chill, bro. You was you was also on TV talking about you gonna eat niggas' children, dog. So like, I love Mike Tyson, but at the same time, a nigga gotta deal with his mistakes. You gotta understand that you're you're also gonna be a target because of all the shit you did in the past. Like highs and lows, baby. It just it's just. It's a fucked up game, dog. But you gave him a lot, a lot of rope to hang you with, bro. Like now that you're an adult, and I, I feel like Mike Tyson is actually one of the boxers where you can like, hear it speak and he sounds fluid. Like a lot of these boxers don't sound as fluid as Mike Tyson. But at the same time, I'm sorry that you became more fluid in your older age and you don't want to deal with your past. You know, not to even say that everything is going to be in the Hulu documentary is fact, because I don't believe that. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of bullshit in it. But yeah. at the same time, the fact that they that that they have doc- so much to pull from an idea. Nobody want to see a Steve Harvey documentary. We don't give a fuck about that nigga life because <laughs> <laughs> that nigga ain't give enough rope. You know what I mean? Yeah. You giving niggas enough rope, then now we can like start throwing in all type of like seasonings on that shit. Like nigga, you know what? Let's put oregano in this mac mm. and cheese. Now fuck you it. got parsley on everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah. What's the next topic? Deion Sanders. Oh, uh. So shout out to Stephen A. Smith. Apparently, uh, he publicly criticized uh Deion Sanders when some items of his like his personal belongings went missing after a Jackson State game. And I think this was his inaugural game as head coach. Um, and uh, shout out Deion Sanders. I didn't even know he was a head coach of a football team. So. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. I also I, I always think about this shit, man. With all the sports teams, it's like, how the fuck we don't have a million black coaches? Like, at least I think Deion Sanders he really like did some bossed up shit because I think a lot of these players they're so like caught up in wanting to coach fucking Florida State, fucking you know the big colleges that they don't they skip over these. Like, I think he, yeah, yeah, it's like they would black. love to have you though. Yeah. Like, it'll probably improve their chances as far as like being scoring drafted. big recruits. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. Yeah, but uh I think it's interesting how black people publicly criticize each other on how they talk about things that um affect them personally. Uh this is light, but it also made me think of the bigger conversation about like the when People who focus on sports or people who are sportscasters focus on everything but sports. Like, your opinion really don't matter. And why does it? Like I remember hearing my brother say this shit, and he always he ruined, like, Sports Center and all those type shows for me, even though I still watch them. I watch those mm-hmm. shits really just for the highlights. I mean, I like to hear opinions. Me, I'm a person that likes to hear opinions. I like to hear, because I don't necessarily internalize them. It's just like, I just like to hear people talk about shit. Like, I like to hear their view of it. Like, this doesn't mean I have the same view. I just like to hear opinions. But uh, he always talked about how, like, Sports Center, it's not it's not a sports show, bro. It's an opinion show, bro. Like, at the end of the day, like, ABC and all these people are pushing a narrative. Like, so they're going to mm-hmm. say, they're, they're highlighting certain players. They build off of drama, just yeah, like yeah. all other And they're going to demonize certain players because they don't fit into the realm. Like, the way they try to make Kyrie look crazy and shit, like. Yeah. That's this is a narrative people are pushing and shit. Like the reason the Spurs couldn't be. A they can highlight team. all the yeah. They can highlight all the dumb shit LeBron says. 
but they they choose not to. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They highlight the positives because they want to push the narrative of LeBron being the face of the NBA. They know a lot of money is riding upon it. You know, the other players they can throw in the, underneath the bus. But um, and imagine how many conversations Dion probably had amongst his people when the shit happened. Like, I I don't think he got as far as he has, especially in a sport like football, without having some common sense. Like, yeah, he know he, the game. Yeah, so. For anybody who's not in his shoes to critique how you feel about some personal shit, I feel like it was just kind of, you know what I mean? You doing too much, dog. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> yeah, and for Stephen A. Smith to speak about how what black what black people should ever do, like at the end of the day, it's like, my nigga, you got a lot of shit that, you know, black people as a whole have criticized in the past, so I don't know if you're the dude. Let's not make it personal, man. Cause, cause, what are we gonna talk about? Like, all they gonna talk about is your personal life, and that's really all you got. And I, I mean, we say that having a podcast with opinions, but you know what I mean. The platform in which you criticize people who are already doing something yeah, outside man. of the norm, like that, goes against. My apologies all of it. to uh, Ti and Killer Mike, man. I should have on y'all, and uh, maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> I don't, agree, I, don't agree, draft. I don't agree with like none of the shit y'all doing, but uh, nah, whatever. Mm. Shake hands and be friends. <laughs> I ain't say shit. I don't think I said anything in those episodes. <laughs> I know the Ti shit was really like, yeah. And the Wakanda shit wasn't the greatest take, but it is what it is. You know mm. what I mean? Um, solidarity and shit. Mm. Uh, we got your point, man. Maybe you was you was trying to resonate with Comic Con fans, I guess. <laughs> It's whatever, man. Oh, I said we both. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, man. I, you know, uh, I, I, I feel like basically, you know, Stephen A. Smith was saying he shouldn't talk about the robbery and shit. And it's just like, yo, I don't know, man. Like, what do you think, Taji? Dun, dun, dun. Would you have spoken on it? No. No. Oh, yeah. Being black, think, sometimes, like, keeping keep like, keep shit in. We have a dual understanding. I'm sorry. Like, I have an understanding. Like, yeah, we keep shit in the house. Like, yeah, it's family business. Yeah. And, and for you to kind of jump on that story just because you're the black guy, I feel like it was probably somebody else, probably white, telling you, like, you should just comment on it because... Yeah. The know, Stephen A. Smith part was him saying, like, this should have never got to the media. And, I, I mean, he does have a point with that. But for you to comment on it, because like, it, he could, because but, but you, he wouldn't have been able to comment on it if you're it not giving got to him. you're not giving him anything that's going to help him in the situation. He may have put it out to the media so that way the people who actually took yeah, it just brought it back. back. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm Deion Sanders, and it'll go beyond this. Like when we find out who you are, yeah. that'll go to the media too. Like that's why I say I don't think Deion Sanders has gotten as far as he has as a football player for being dumb. I think he probably had reasons for it. But because of that, you should let somebody let somebody other than those Shout out Deion Sanders. He does t- a lot of shit for the community, man. Yeah. I uh I used to work at a a place and Deion Sanders did like a sponsorship for kids and he was giving out all this football equipment. It was dope, man. I got to meet Deion Sanders. He was cool as fuck. Yeah. Nigga, you know, had a little short convo with me and shit. And he seemed like a cool nigga, man. He got that weird pinky that he never got fixed. It's like a broken pinky. And shit poked out to the side. Shit crazy cause like uh if you meet people like that, and it's like, ugh. Uh, football, man. You see the destruction of football like, right in your face. Like, yeah. when I met Deion Sanders, it's like, he was one of the people that used to say was soft. 
Like, because he used to do, like, ankle tackles and shit like that. Shit, I learned the ankle tackle from Deion Sanders. Shoestring. They used to call it a shoestring yep. tackle. And it's just like, because he wouldn't go head up with people. And it's like, man, I seen the way he walked. And, like, this is a dude they used to say was soft. <laughs> like, like mm, I can't imagine a tough yeah. guy. That's what the fuck they look like. Man. I remember I remember one of those uh, moments where I was like, man, football players are a different type of person. <laughs> but I, I remember being at another job where Troy Aikman walked in. Troy Aikman bigger than me. Troy Aikman is like big motherfucker. He's bro. huge, bro. Troy Aikman huge. like three. Being a Buffalo Bills fan, yeah. I'm looking at him like I, they told me he was coming in because they tell you when high profile people are coming in how to. You know what I mean, just make yeah, sure. like Cam Newton. That nigga was a giant, nigga. I'm huge. I'm six foot six one, nigga, and I'm looking at that nigga like, yo, this motherfucker is a beast. And bro. being a Buffalo Bills fan, I'm like, man, you ruined my childhood. Like I'm coming <laughs> face to face with the devil, and I seen him, and I was like, yo. He might have earned them Super Bowls. Like, <laughs> this motherfucker is big as shit. But, yeah, man, shout out Deion Sanders. I don't think we came to any type of conclusion on that nah, topic, nah, but we're going to move on anyway. Fuck Stephen A. Smith, <laughs> respectfully. What else we got? The Woodster. I don't even know. Putting I, the pecker in all the, all the things. I've never so. seen a Woody Allen movie. <laughs> I've never seen a Woody Allen. Woody Woodpecker. Name of the episode. <laughs> Woody Wood. W O U L D. Woody Woodpecker? Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, shit. I don't even know where we go from here, man. That's enough. <laughs> Uh, apparently it's the documentary. Shout out documentaries that uh, do expose. I watched the first episode of Allen versus Pharaoh uh, on HBO Max. Uh, it basically kind of breaks down uh, Mia Farrow and Woody Allen's relationship and all the allegations of rape and uh, child molestation. Uh, it's heavy, man. Heavy, 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 heavy. <laughs> Shout for Knox. It's a hot take. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the space in which that, <laughs> in which that phrase. <laughs> it might look like. <laughs> but it's heavy, though. But it's heavy, though. All right, man. I'm sorry making light out of this. But, man, somebody's got to do it. Take deep breath group. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um... We're back once again. (laughs) (laughs) That nigga did a hard reset. (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, Yeah, I don't really think... I don't think this is is one side of the story. Um, I don't think we got all the details. Since then, I've heard other people come out. I think it was the uh, actual wife talk about Mia Farrow being really, really abusive and treating children... Really yeah. inhumanely, and a lot of it was described by other siblings as kind of like a war of attrition between the both of them. Yeah, and like even even just looking at like basically like you know I don't want to give away too much from the documentary, but they were talking about just basically Mia Farrow Mia Farrow adopted a shit ton of kids, and they mm-hmm. all had like various disabilities. So like I was looking at that shit first of all, like this motherfucker has like eight, ten kids already. And they all have disabilities. Like, who the fuck is taking care of all these motherfuckers? Man, why? Man, why are we just? Why? And, and he and it was a point where I think Willie Woody Allen expressed, "Yo, I don't want children." Like he was telling kids wild shit. Like, 
Yeah, I'm not going to give it away. But he said he didn't want children. Mm-hmm. And then imagine somebody just not even have, not not even you going through the experience of having the child. But they just pop up one day. It's like, yeah, it's another one. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, uh, when they were talking, like, you know, they kind of, I don't want to give it away. But, uh, yeah, man, so everybody just watch that uh, shit. I um, think you can pull a lot of shit from it. Uh, Hollywood is a is a very interesting place, man. I started to think about, like, the type of shit that people just get away with when they have money. Like, it's just ridiculous, like, the type of shit where people are just like, eh, I mean. It's He's rich. Like, that's, mm. that's how you get it. You know, that's his thing. Mm. You know, like, shout out Morgan Freeman, man. I think he married his granddaughter or some shit like that. Step-granddaughter. Yeah. Mm. Whatever the but case is, man. It's it's some risky business. Mm. <laughs> shout out. Uh, Roman Polanski. Yeah. <laughs> like Tom Cruise. Yeah. I was like, who's in risky business? Tom Cruise, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Directed. <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, man. And on that note, we'll be right back. Guys are back, man. Um, we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna get into what we've been watching and what we've been listening to, mm-hmm. as we always do. Um, I'm gonna just lead the way. I want to get my shit out the way. I ain't got much. Uh, I watched the two new episodes of Hip Hop Uncovered. So shout out to Haitian Jack, uh, Trick Trick, Deb, and Bimmy. Yeah, I really enjoyed those last two episodes. Like, I had this thought too. Like as I was watching it, like, damn, man, like. Maybe it's because we don't see black unity enough. Like, it was a part where they were just talking about how, like, hip-hop is just, like, the bridge to so much shit. And, like, I low-key kind of got teared up. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, well, actually, they were talking about Trick Trick. And Trick Trick apparently, well, I, well, I don't well, fuck it, man. Spoiler alert, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, spoiler alert. You can turn it off. But um, they were talking about Trick Trick and um, how he ended up getting an award from, like, the U.N., I didn't even know this shit, but uh, which is really dope, just about like, cause all the like the gang treaties he did in, in like Detroit, hmm. and like that shit kind of gave it to them. I they had his dad on there just talking about how proud he was of his son and like somebody that really came from like gang culture and like hood shit. Yeah, I remember them talking about in the earlier episodes the breakdown of the Goon Squad was all these niggas from different cliques. Like Lincoln, he up got mayors and shit. Like, yo, I appreciate what you do for the community and shit. And like, I can't even front that. That shit really kind of like hit a nigga right here, man. <laughs> like, maybe because we don't get to see that shit enough, man. I thought about that too. Like, because it's so rare, we really get to see like, oh shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a brutal civil war. <laughs> That's Tom and Jerry. You know that. Um, Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I just, I, it was just, you know, I just love those little moments like that. Just to see, like, gangsters really get their respect, man. Because it ain't, I mean, gangster is just a word, man. You know, it is what it is. Like, yeah. But uh, other than that, I watched, uh, what was it called, Taji again? Follow Me Into the Dark. Follow Me Into the Dark. It's basically about, oh, I'll be gone into the dark. Uh, I'll be gone in the dark. It's about the Golden State Killer. Um, I don't even know if anybody knows who Patton Oswalt is, but it's his. It's basically really about his wife. 
that's what I thought was kind of interesting. Like, it's not really just about the killer. It's about her documenting the killer. So, um, entertaining isn't the word, but I thought it was very interesting um, to see, <laughs> like, her fascination with, like, because he, like, had, like, I think over 25 murders. It's really crazy, man. Like, his, his, like, his career was crazy. This motherfucker was, like, like the, the LeBron of, like, secret murders and shit. Like, this motherfucker had a 20-year career. Like, it's like, damn, nigga, niggas really don't last this long. He's like Tom Brady of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, Serial, nigga, you still doing this shit, nigga? Serial like, killing is such a period piece yeah, crime. Yeah, like, nigga, you like 50, nigga. Yeah. You still getting these murders off? Nigga, you nice with it. Like, yeah. <laughs> At the buzzer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Respect the game, nigga. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you got it, bro. <laughs> like, you go. Yeah. Shout out Bimmy. <laughs> yeah, that's if it all was I no got. him, it would be no you or some shit. <laughs> that's all I got, man. Uh, all right. So I recently went on. I've been watching a lot of shit lately. I went on like a YouTube tangent, YouTube and streaming network tangent. Uh, IMBD has a streaming network with a show about Sierra Canyon, which is this high school in California that. Has a lot of star players. They've gone to the playoffs the last three years um, consecutively, and Bronny um, plays for their team. Zaire Wade also plays for their team, but he did a lot of sitting due to an injury. Oh, that's the team. Um, but it was a really, really interesting documentary. Um, I like watching it just because I spend a lot of time on YouTube watching obscure abstract basketball and like high school abstract you gotta Watching do that basketball Curtis blow drop. <laughs> put him up, put him up, put him up. But all those ballers life channels that you see on the random ones, like uh, I think it's what TJ Jazz. It was another one. Um, I want to say, I want to say he was in the documentary. I got to do my research, but a lot of these people that were some of the assistant coaches or on the coaching staff, I've seen elsewhere. But it was a really good. It was a really good show. Um, I I binge watched it. Watched it all the way through. Um, you saw a lot of cameos from Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, which was to be expected. Um, a lot of good basketball, too. It's surprising how much basketball has changed at a high school level. Because I remember being a kid and going to high school basketball games and thinking, like, damn, this is really what basketball is going to be when I get older. And then seeing it now, I couldn't picture that being an 11 or 12-year-old at a YMCA or like a, a AAU camp. Like yeah, it's that level looks, of intensity. It looks it looks like a level where you really you really banking on genetics. Because there are some people. One of the reasons I like watching obscure basketball is because you see them when they're young. Everybody pretty much the same size, unless you just got on the court. And you see people who really got skills. Probably shouldn't call them like, politically correct draft. You're right. <laughs> freak athletes. Yeah, freak athlete. That's better. <laughs> But I mean, just somebody who's abnormally tall, like they hit their growth spurt at like their growth spurt at like six. Yeah. And uh, as they get older, if they're really good, especially if they're notable children of notable interest, like they're the son or daughter of an NBA player, you see how they rank based on other players who are really worth they salt. And with this joint, you really saw like the kids of like the. The offspring of NBA players really, really play at a high level of basketball. Other people are already coming for their heads. One of the dope games was the Sierra Canyon versus St. Vincent, St. Mary. Because mm. what was interesting about this shit is they That's, got a real tour schedule. Like they fly out. Uh, St. Vincent, St. Mary. It was a crazy game, and I like the fact that this was 
If you really, it was a young, it was a coming of age story, but it was relatable to somebody like me because I know the history of a player like LeBron, and that yeah. shit was really, really dope. Um, what else did I watch? I went on a YouTube dive um, where I was watching this show called Threadication. Um, it's a YouTube channel. I don't know the person behind it, but the, if you just search Threadication, it'll pop up. They do breakdowns on certain streetwear brands and the people behind them. Um, they did one on Virgil and Off-White. Um, mm. They talked about the aspect that one of the things I appreciate about Chicago streetwear in general is they're not afraid to take risks. They just do shit. Mm-hmm. Shout of, out to Joe Fresh Goods. Yeah, shout out to Joe Fresh Goods. Joe Fresh Goods. I, I noticed it because all of these people kind of came from the same camp from yep. Yep. Joe Fresh Goods to Virgil to, to Virgil to Ivan Jasper. All these people were, were around He's the same like time fly, period. It's Ivan yeah. Jasper. And uh, they even keep your picture on my past. Per. <laughs> <laughs> love, love. Appreciate you. Shout out to uh, Lupe. Chewy. And <laughs> Chewy. Um. But one of the things that he talked, one of the things I used to say about streetwear is that it got kind of lazy during that whole off white campaign, and not necessarily off white in general, but the offshoots that everybody kind of fell under. Like if you really knew, if you really knew streetwear, like as as far as from Virgil's aspect, Pyrex was really his first brand, like official brand. But he did a lot. Pyrex. He did a lot of he did a, he did a lot of other shit like Ben Trill. And one of the things they talked about in this documentary was he. I didn't know Virgil did Ben Trill. Yeah, Virgil. Mm. It was mm. it was like that's crazy. It was like promo wear for the DJ group with him, this other DJ and uh, yeah. Mano. Um, like the rapper Mano? Mano. No, Millionaire oh. Mano. Mm. Uh, it's a nigga from Chicago who was kind of on the streetwear scene at that time. He had production credit. I want to say on um, Lamborghini Mercy. Uh, but yeah, that's crazy. Uh, but it was a it was a really it was a really deep dive into all the brands that they did or mm. all the things that they did within a spectrum and from to see him go from that to Louis Vuitton based off pretty much just doing tees and interesting ideas. Like one of the things that they talked about that I didn't even realize because I knew Mark Mark Jacobs did it, but he's the real really the one of the first black designers to do uh, a male and woman's line within a high-end fashion boutique at the same time because it's really really hard to do that and especially when you're using you're using original prints and cuts you're not following like louis vuitton i think it's easy for him to do because he's following kind of a model he's got a lot of shit to work with and stuff that he can relate to all of the shit that he did for his women's line for off-white was completely off inspiration inspiration that if you do the research was all based off shit he had done previously he had a uh Another brand called Fort Home that he did that they, they a lot of the interviews were like shot in Chicago boutiques. So if you're paying attention, you'll see like St. Alfred in the background. Fort Home has an X on the back and it's got script that just says Fort Home. And it looks a lot like the shit that he does for Off White. Um they did one with Bape and Nego. Uh they did there was another uh deep dive that I did on Streetwear where uh James Jabaya or Jabia, whatever his name is, the guy who's the owner of Supreme, he's he's originally from London and started selling backpacks at like a open flea market and then turned that shit into Supreme. Um, but yeah, what have I been listening to? I ain't really been listening to a lot. I listened to Diplomatic Community recently. Um, oh, oh. Yeah, I really mean it. it. Was the first one on the playlist. It's really, it's really just just been. I really mean it. Um. I've been listening to. We just listened to "Winter in America," the uh, the Freddie Gibbs cut. I'm not mad at it. 
Freddie Gibbs really uh, is diving into this R&B shit, which is cool, man. I think we're going to get some good music out of it. One of my favorite songs by Freddie Gibbs is on ESGN, and it's purple. Mm, it's crazy, and, man. Yeah. I remember telling a certain person that it's the same winner in America at least five years ago, but whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> NBA young boy. Um, make no sense. Casey talk. Uh, Lucky, Almost There. Um, off the Almost There album, I like Unlimited, Pick a Flaw, Pride of Tune, Running With. What's my other joint? Faith. Faith is probably my favorite song on that tape. Key, Alpha Jerk, um, Xylophone, Puppy. Xylophone has been getting a lot of play. Um, Pieces of Me, Lady Ray, also known as Nicole Ray. Uh, shout out all my Rockefeller historians out there. Y'all should know who Nicole Ray is. Donnie Womack, Don Tolliver. Um, Diamonds, of course. Uh, back end. Holding still. Made a lot of money on the back end. Issues. It's a lot of joints on this on this project. I need to go back and listen to Heaven or Hell. I think uh, me and Corey had a conversation about that. Or maybe I just seen him tweet it. Um, that's about it. I've been doubling down on uh, knowledge, but that's that's usually in regular rotation. I did find this one song by Brittany Howard, uh, the singer from... Uh, Alabama, Alabama, Alabama Shakes. Shakes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I meant to send it to you, but I said yeah, it to Hazel posted. Will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really hard. Um, but that's it. Uh, for me, I've been listening to Tangentially Speaking. Like I talked about the episode with Roger Nygaard. Uh, oh, shit, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Joe Rogan, Freddie Gibbs podcast. Joe Rogan, Freddie Gibbs podcast. Yeah. Amazing podcast. Yeah, great episode. Uh, also listen to the Brian Callen episode of the Tangentially Speaking um, I also listen to Ezra Klein podcast. It's a really dope podcast about uh, hold up. So basically, it's about the cost that everybody pays about racism. Uh, so it's about like uh how basically the whole idea of racism is like cutting off your nose to spite your face. Mm-hmm. So it's like basically the price of white Americans pay for racism. I thought it was very interesting, man. So shout out to Ezra Klein, man. I really like Ezra Klein. He does a lot of really interesting uh, subjects. He used to work for Vox, but now he's with the New York Times. Uh, so shout out Ezra Klein. So you had to level up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Broke boy. Yeah. Uh, other than that, Joe Button podcast. Shout out Joe Button. Uh, I feel like I never shout him out. I always shit on him. But yeah, I actually listen. I mean, I I, I shit on you because I listen to your podcast, mm-hmm. bro. I'm a fan. So uh, shout out Joe Budden. Um, there was something else I listened to. I've been trying to. I don't feel like it was on a podcast, though. Uh, mm, oh, well. Mm-hmm. I guess we have to. Uh, oh, well, well, as far as music, uh, shout out Tina Marie. I went on a Tina Marie deep dive, yo. Uh, I'll always be talking about Tina Marie and Rick James on this pod. I've been, I've been doing it for too long, but uh, Jesus Christ, man. Is this one joint, though? One joint. I see I see this nigga draft in the 70s with a house with a circle couch <laughs> and a mirror on the ceiling. Oh, out on a limb. Out on a limb is crazy, yo. Out on a limb is so crazy, yo. <laughs> like, He's got good taste in Tina Marie. I will say that most <laughs> of the songs, I, like, I'm a, I'm a Rick James fan, but I didn't like the Rick James Tina Marie shit. Yeah, but Out on a limb is crazy. It's so crazy. Fire and Desire was it, but yeah. yeah. I, I rhymed on like a beat that was, that, that sampled this song like years ago. So when I, when I came across it randomly, I was like, oh, shit. 
Oh shit, this is it right here. But uh, yeah, out on a limb, uh, living all alone. Phyllis Hyman, mm. um, Deja Vu, Tina Marie. Oh, Phyllis the heart, Hyman got a lot of bangers, man. I the might... heart gently weeps. Uh, shout out to Wu Tang Clan. Um, Abstract draft. I see. Um, yeah, I just been on a lot of random shit this week. Uh, the Beatles. So I did like the heart gently weeps, and then. One of my homies played me like the Beatles version, like actually the original version of the song, which is called "While My Guitar Gently Weeps." Mm. And so it's, it's yeah, I mean, yeah, "While My Guitar Gently Weeps." Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Shout out to Taj. Check this new Taj. <laughs> no, I, was just saying, I said white album. Oh yeah, white album. Oh yeah, yeah, it's on the white album, uh, which has been duplicated a million times. Every time you see a color with an album, that's the Beatles. So uh, shout out to the Beatles. Uh, also, like, kind of skimmed through uh, the fraud department with, uh, with Jim Jones and Harry Fraud. I started that on the way. Uh, shout out to Vince, man. He sent me the joint with a currency called "Say a Prayer." It's a really dope song. I enjoyed that joint. I haven't it's really on connection dope agency. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It's on. Oh, it's on both of the albums. Uh, it may be on there. I noticed uh, Currency just dropped a project. I didn't. Yeah, know yeah, collection agency. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, you want it. Uh, other than that, uh, we can just end it like that. Uh, we are washed, never washed up. Washed, never washed up. Thank uh, you for shout out to Nolan watching. Exposure, man. Appreciate all the uh, wash gods and goddesses. Like, subscribe, share. Uh, yeah, do that thing. Do that thing. Do it. Yeah, we out. Y'all niggas pussy, man. I ain't gonna flex. C I V I L Check uh. Look Big homie ain't got no more little homies Ain't even got no hoes All the ones I love dipped on me It's cool, I'm sauced up You an imposter, head chef I been bossed up My work on the roster And I ain't sending shots Give them something to sip on Let the liquor tell it I was always one to flip on bet Gambling with life, God play it right. Sure thing, Sean ain't gotta like it. Mr. Know it all, tell a bitch that I'm psychic. Prophetic as I write it. Personal life in crisis, but on the mic I'm Tyson. Trying to clash with Titans, on acid trying to fight it. Pussy cool, but you ain't nasty, I'm not excited. Unless your friend invited. Simple. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Father, I hope you listening. I know I said it, be the last one as I sin again. Pray the police don't take me out and I don't know dinner shit, but finish him. How you cut a shorty, still a sentence if there's kids in there. There's pain outside, no fear right here. My granny died and I couldn't even drop a tear like no for real. I was trying to stop the hurt with perky pills. Groupie hoes just stick around, wait for a deal. I jab and move, I'm in the field. OMF is spinning still. Never fold, I stood on 10 when niggas told. Moving slow, we touch and roll. Too hot, Pluto never froze. I took it where you never drove. Fly as hell, look where I flown. Hey, you'll just kill the king and take the throne. Yeah. Hey, honey, now I'm on. You know I'm still killing, most my niggas still dealing Just millennials, wanna touch up some real millions Can't touch me, but I know they can still feel them So I get away with murder, like these cop killings Mike Greenlight, Darren Wilson, if I get a billion I'm looking at Puff and Hove like, you fucking kidding? Yeah, money is the mission, but don't never be submissive We'll forever be conditioned, till it's AC green That means you won't fuck me if you play me, then you're lucky. Racism, pandemic, but I'm feeling lovely. Civil, mother.